0: Welcome to Chick Chat with Unapologetically Karen, the podcast for women by women. I'm Karen Webb, architect, author, entrepreneur, creative junkie, and your host. Chick Chat is your resource for building your big, bold, and beautiful feminine life. So join me for some eye opening and jaw dropping dialogue that has people talking. Our guest today is Laura Saltman. She is a mindfulness, meditation, and metaphysical teacher, as well as an author, speaker, and media host. Her career began in television, and she is an Emmy-nominated producer and correspondent who has worked for shows like Access Hollywood, E! News, and On Air with Ryan Seacrest. I'm excited to have her on, as we will hear all about how her journey went from the red carpet as a reporter to Hollywood healer. Thank you for joining us today, Laura. How are you? Good, thank you so much for having me today. Wonderful, I'm so excited to have you on. First off, um, I'm I'm interested, you know, in the transformation you went through. I think a lot of us have some tough stuff that happens in our past and causes, it's like a huge catalyst for change. So tell us a little bit, what kind of took you through your journey?
1: Well, they often say that when you reach your darkest point is when you go seeking for the light, and that was certainly true of my journey, and my impetus for that was the death of my brother. So my brother Jason was diagnosed with cancer. He was given a terminal diagnosis and given three months to live, and he actually made it exactly one year, which you know, in in many ways was a blessing because it did allow me to see him over the course of that year. And, you know, get to say right. goodbye wow. because he was told that there was no cure. Uh, so that was really the first part of it. And then from there, uh, my father ended up taking his own life. And he had been struggling with mental oh illness prior, mm-hmm. but the death of his oldest son definitely yes. had a pretty big impact on him. And so those two be that episodes... It should yeah,
0: a parent to bury yeah. their child is, is horrific. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so
1: those two events are really what caused me to go seeking because I knew that if I didn't get myself out of the grief and depression that I was in, that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to make it. And I had a a little boy who at the time was four, I think. And so I, you know, he was my, Mm -hmm. he was my reason for being. And then I took that journey and I've been taking that journey every single day of my life since,
0: and it's really turned me into a completely different person. That's amazing. Um, and you started when, When I can imagine when those things happened, it just probably rocked you to your core. Your, your brother was young when he passed uh, in his 40s, right?
1: Yeah, my brother was in his 40s and it was a shock. I mean, you know, we had a pretty good, like easy for the most part life and we didn't have too many awful tragedies going on in our experience. And that was just an absolute shocker. I mean, I remember the day that my brother told me he had terminal cancer and there was no cure. I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. I was in my new house, it was November, and I just fell on the floor in convulsions. Mm-hmm. It was just like, mm-hmm. how is this happening? And he and I were extremely, extremely close. So it was just, it was immensely difficult. But we get to know that our loved ones, even though they're gone from us physically, they still are with us metaphysically. So that's what really helped me overcome
0: some of the pain and sadness of the loss of
1: my brother and the death of my dad.
0: Yeah. Now, when you say they're with us metaphysically, what do you mean exactly by that? Do you feel their presence all the time? You know, do you talk directly to them? How does that kind of show itself?
1: So think of it as if there's this very thin veil between the physical world and the metaphysical world. And we think because we see with our physical eyes that we can't be around them. But if we recognize and understand that it is just a thin veil, we know that our loved ones can communicate with us in many different ways. So they can communicate us. They can communicate through signs and messages. They can change the radio. <laughs> they can <laughs> flash the lights. They can um, give us thoughts and memories. They can show up in other people's bodies. I mean, this one, Karen, happens to me all the what? time. It just happened to me this morning. Okay, So how- Not on a physical level, but they'll be there. Like, they'll choose purposely to be somewhere where somebody looks like them or has the same mannerisms. This just happened to me this morning. I was going in for a walk in the park. And from far away, I could see this man, and he looked so much like my dad. And he was just kind of standing there, like, doing nothing. I'm like, does this guy mm-hmm. have a
0: dog? <laughs> what is he doing? What's he doing?
1: <laughs> and then he, like, just, he just, like, left and disappeared. And I and I was like, oh, my God, that's such a, like, a, a message from my dad just letting me know that, that he's around. My dad, I was, one time I was going to get a, um, what was it? I had a. A mole. I had a mole that needed to be removed. So mm-hmm. I was kind of freaking out about it. So I went to the dermatologist, and I'm sitting in the dermatologist's office. And there is this man that looks exactly like my father, wearing wow. the same clothes, wearing having the same mannerisms.
0: Oh, my goodness. To the
1: point where I actually went up to him, and I was like, listen, can I just take a picture with you? And so he's like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, you look so much like my dad who passed away. So he indulged me, and I took a picture. And then I gave, he gave me a hug because he could tell that I was struggling. And then I just felt comforted. Like as I went into my, my removal of this mole, I felt like, Oh my God, my dad was sending me a message. Then I took that picture home with me and I showed it to my mom and my other brother. And I'm like, hey, guys, who do you think this is? And they're both like, well, that's a picture of you and dad. I was like, no. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> wow. Not, so
1: it wasn't it's just. It's not. It. It's a picture of me and this random dude who looks like uh, who looks like dad, who was there in a moment that we needed. And that's how they can do it. They can show up in other people's bodies, meaning that wow. they can, through telepathy, send a thought to somebody and have them be there or have them move their body. Like that's how connected we all are on a telepathic level. So there's, I mean, there's, and I could talk about this for hours. There's so much that we can do to connect with our our loved ones in spirit.
0: Uh, It's So amazing. And I, you know, my mom passed away a little over a year ago and it was sudden, not expected, just heartbreaking. And I was very, very close to her. I was the oldest of my siblings and just very close to her. And, um, but I still, you know, I still get signs all the time from her and it's it's crazy and sometimes I'll be specific about it. Um, there was this one where, well, I've got two to share with you. One was, you know, the other day I said, Mom, I just would love to know you're here. How about somebody talks to me about Tupperware, which is so like not a conversation I would normally have I'm not into cooking I don't I'm not in the kitchen a lot so but sure enough and I asked her you know within two days to share with that with me and sure enough just the other night which was the second day after I had said that um we had some people over and everybody was having a huge conversation about Tupperware and I was getting some more wine, so I wasn't right in there I walked in and I'm like what That is, so it's remarkable. So explain a little how that happens. How do you explain that to people?
1: Okay, so here's my explanation of that type of synchronicity. So the way it works is we have what I call this infinite supercomputer. And in the infinite supercomputer, we all have access to the same information. And so your mom in spirit knew that somebody was gonna be there that you were having this experience coming up. So when you were asking for that message and you had the thought of, oh, I want it to be a conversation about Tupperware, your mom already knows that you're going to have that experience. So that's why you're even thinking it. It's almost like your mom whispers it to you and then it comes mm-hmm. into your mind and then it shows up for you. So it's like, oh, right. it seems like a synchronicity, but really it's
0: just all part of the access to that infinite mind. That's amazing. Yeah, and I, and I do think, I mean... I don't know. Right now in my life, I'm definitely so open to this, and have been so amazed by it, and all of these. You know, I don't believe in in coincidences either. So it's just been really remarkable. But when I first went through my shock of my divorce and my husband was cheating, et cetera, and I was so devastated, and I think I was searching for more, just wisdom. You know, from like the universe, like why is this happening? What am I supposed to do? What's next? And and I had always. Um, it's funny because at the time my mom had always said, oh, you know, I would always go out with my friends for my birthday, like get a limo and go with my friends. And uh, I was married then and we would do that. Well, the first year I was divorced, she said, do it and just invite all your girlfriends instead. And the night before that, I have this dream that I'm standing in my living room and Fabio is standing there reciting poetry. And I'm like, why are you here? I don't, and it's not like I just read a romance novel or just saw him on anything. Like it's not, he's not even my type, okay? So um, anyway, and so in this dream, I'm like, okay, well you have to go because this is, and it was the event that night, you know, was happening in my dream. This was like the Friday night before the Saturday going out with my friends. And the next morning kind of forgot about it. And we drive in the limo to this uh, restaurant in Los Angeles. And the hostess takes me up to this room, this like a uh, private area. And she goes, you know, I, it's a you have a nice party. So I just set it up for you over here. And I walk in and there's like our table and all set up beautifully. And only one other table in that whole space. And there's Fabio. And <laughs> to this day gives me those chills because it's like, How does that happen? So you're saying there's that, like, he was going to be there anyway, or how does that, like, how did that occur?
1: Yeah, there's that inner knowing that that person would have been there. So he shows up in your dream, almost as, like, a little nudge to you to tell you, like, hey, there is is something to all this. And Mm -hmm. you said something that is so important, and that is the asking is the piece of the puzzle that we all need to understand. Asking is... Allowing souls knowing so when we have those bottom-out type of experiences as soon as we start asking for help and a lot of times when people are down on their knees and begging Mm -hmm. and pleading and wishing and hoping for a change then they are leaning into their asking and that that infiniteness pops in so that soul knows that you're ready. You're ready to see those synchronicities and those signs. So then maybe inside of a dream, you will get something to showcase that you are not alone in this planet, that you are not alone in this world, that there is a bigger source, bigger than all of us, that can help us through those tragic and terrible times. So
0: Mm -hmm. that's what I feel like was happening there for you. That's interesting. Yeah, because it, I mean, and and the thing I struggle with is I don't always believe in it, right? So I I believe it from you, but I don't always believe I have that (laughs) ability so yeah I you know a dream I had two days before my dad passed also very unexpectedly um, uh, I had a dream that he had passed and I woke up that morning and I was upset and bothered with it but I said nothing other than to my husband Um, you know part of me still wishes I would have called mom and said is dad okay is he feeling okay you know but it's those things like yeah there's this deeper knowing but trusting it is is where I struggle
1: yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's a journey that you take really honestly. Trusting that that intuitive information is real and true is a, a very large process. It takes time. We have to be willing to do the work every single day of our life to really discover what is real and what is false, what's our ego and what's our soul self. So. That's where consistency can be incredibly mm-hmm. important for us. If we take that consistent journey, then we do start to trust it more. We know that when those words come through that they're coming from our, our infinite self and not from our fear and our ego. There's also this, thing's called the, this thing called the, the emotional guidance scale. So many of us, depending on where we're living on this emotional guidance scale, we might have a, an operating system where we're just living in fear or worry or doubt But if we can start to do the inner work, we can start to move up the emotional guidance scale. And the further you move up the emotional guidance scale, the more you will start to believe. But when we're in sitting in a different vibration, then we may not be able to have that true belief. But I've found over time that I've moved so many steps up the emotional guidance scale that it just it's so easy for me to believe. Plus, I've been doing this for right. 10 years. Plus, I've done thousands and thousands of reading and talked to so many people on the other side and had so many synchronicities and serendipities and coincidences that it's impossible for me to believe that we are just... Physical in nature. I mean, literally, just yeah. yesterday I had an amazing sign too that I had set an intention for something. I was thinking about maybe letting go of one of my dreams that I had had for a really long time. It had been a long time, and it hadn't yet manifested into the physical. So I just had that moment that you had, and I was like, "Listen, I need a sign. Like, I just need a sign that I cannot yeah. ignore to let me know if I should keep going or if I should just put this aside and that ship has sailed." So I set that very specific sign. I said, okay, if it's a yes, if I should just keep going, I want to see a banana yellow car. <laughs> and if I should put it aside and forget about it move on, I want to see a green car with a blue stripe around it. So two very specific things. Very specific. So, and then I didn't yeah. think about it. And I just like kind of let it go. And then I had this appointment later in the afternoon, and I'm driving down the road, and I see a yellow car that was like a banana yellow. But I was like, okay, but there's cars on the road. Come on now. It's got to be a bigger sign than that. So I pull 10 minutes later into the parking lot where my appointment was, and I pulled into this one parking spot, and then I was like, you know what? I don't like this parking spot. Feel, it feels a little dangerous, like someone could hit my car. So I decided to pull around into a different spot, and as I pull around the corner, I see it, this banana yellow car. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I get it. I don't need a signier sign. Or sign. (laughs) This is the answer that I need to keep going. And then the funny thing was that inside the banana yellow car was they had a little, like a little hot wheel or a little matchbox version of the car. So not only was there a banana yellow car, but there was a little hot wheel of the banana yellow car. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I get it. I'm going to keep going. And those are the types of messages we really can receive all day, every day, if we just continue to lean into that asking.
0: Right, that's so interesting. Yeah, so it really is about asking and then just being open to it. Um, yep. I think that's the biggest part, right? So when you work with people, um, I know you do some retreats and such and some one-on-one. Do are, What exactly do you kind of dive into or is it different with each one?
1: Yeah, it's really different with different people. So some people just come to me because they're missing a loved one and they're looking for some mediumship and to connect with somebody on the other side. Some people come to me because... They're moving through grief and depression and anxiety, and they're looking for someone to help them through that. Some people come to me, and they don't really know what they need, but they know that they're drawn to me, and they're listening to their intuition. And then I also teach metaphysics, so I do classes and courses for people to awaken what I call their infinite abilities, to understand their connection back to source and all that is, Mm -hmm. and that the... The mediumship, the channeling, all of the stuff that we do, it's not a gift. Rather, it's an ability that we can awaken within ourselves if we're willing. And some people on this planet will never understand any of that. They've asked that part of themselves, their soul had a conversation and said don't wake me up i want to live inside this, this <laughs> play and i don't want to know anything about it but there are so many of us who are like i want to understand this i want to know why i feel like my grandma's in the room with me sometimes i want to right. know why i get these signs and messages why do these butterflies these red cardinals show up in my life and that's when they go seeking so i help people awaken that part of their self
0: right oh, that makes sense yeah absolutely um and it's like, sometimes I'll get a feeling and overall, you know, my husband will say, what's wrong? You don't seem all good. And I'm like, I'm fine, but I have no idea. Like there is, I do get like this just general worry or general concern and I don't know what it's from. And there, I can kind of go through my life and go, yep, it's not this, it's not work. It's not, I'm, I'm good, but yet it's still there. It's absolutely still there. And I don't know if that's coming from that kind of universal or collective stuff or, you know, what what. Do you think that is from
1: Absolutely, I think it's it could be a little bit of both. So it could be a collective thing where, you know, on any given day there is an energy in the collective. I actually post a numerology report every morning around that. That's so you may be picking up on the collective. You may be picking up on a heavy circumstance that happened halfway across the world and and there's some, you know, some pain going on, and so you might pick up on that. You also could be picking up on Something in what you know people call their past life, although I tend not to use the word past um, mm-hmm. because I recognize and understand that everything really is happening all at once. That's, that's the, the metaphysics of reality. But in a linear sense, you might be picking up on something that happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago that might be impacting your higher self, maybe having an experience with another physical aspect of yourself, that's going through something pretty awful or terrible and then the part of you that is connected to that will will feel that heaviness and that sadness so it's so key and important every single day one of the things that we can do to connect to our higher self and to figure out why we're feeling the way that we are is to just simply ask so lean in and say what is this fear that I'm holding on to today what is it Hmm. doing there what do I need to know about it because when we go into asking then we start to get the answers. And that can help us discover maybe why we're sad. And it might be something really simple, or it may be something that can call you to take a much deeper dive with it. But as long as we're asking these big, bold questions to the universe, to source, we typically will get those answers for ourselves.
0: Wow, that's so interesting. Hmm. And and I know you do um, readings on your Instagram, or you've got groups that you do work with. Tell us a little about that.
1: Yeah, so I do I do a lot of free stuff in the world because I recognize and understand, you know, we're all having uh, disparities in income, and I want to make sure that I'm serving as many people as I can. And obviously, this is a business for me. This is what I do full-time exactly. for a living, so I do mm-hmm. need to make money for it. And I know it's an energetic exchange, but I also do try to just be out there in the world to give people the messages because I really think, like, Every day we we can be receiving messages about what's happening in our mind and what we're Mm -hmm. thinking and the habits Mm -hmm. that we're holding on to. So people I have people that come to me at every reading that I do. (laughs) They're looking for messages. Then I have people who find me just, you know, from a podcast or from something else that, that find me. And then I also teach those groups where I have, you know, 10, 12 people that are trying to awaken themselves. So I work with people um, in Reiki. So I do, I'm do. i a Reiki master, and we mm-hmm. work with their energy and trying to uproot any stuck energies that are within them. And obviously, I work as a medium as well. So lots of different modalities that we can be
0: using. Very interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, I think that um, I definitely need to get into your course on awakening because I feel like I've started <laughs> the process But I kind of hit a plateau or I don't trust the next step or I don't know what, you know, what that is. Um, Super interesting, though. And um, so do you feel like our souls continue like they we have a previous life or like you say, you know, a past life. And then it continues like that energy and that soul never disappears or how does that work?
1: That's a great question. So what I've learned as a metaphysical teacher is that our soul can split itself infinitely. So we can be leading infinite lives. And at the same time, we can be back in spirit. So a piece of our soul stays in the, the realm that we call heaven. And it's almost like a watching over us, too. Okay. So a lot of spirits that I've channeled as a medium have come to me and they've explained to me that when they crossed over to the other side, not only were they greeted with all the loved ones that they that they missed who had already passed on, but the representation of the people that are still physically in their bodies were there as well. So your soul lives on in that other realm as well. And that's why it's key and important to ask, to connect to that spirit, to that soul, because they have the answers on the other side that Mm -hmm. we've forgotten. So connecting in is incredibly important to yourself. And then I do believe that we continue on. So once we get back into our our non-physical body, I think we do continue on. We either stay for a while and kind of figure it all out from there, or then we hop into other bodies and other experiences and other lifetimes. And then at some point, and this is what we call angels in the angelic realm, at some point we've done it so many times, we kind of we kind of understood and learned who we are, that right. we decide to stay in the non-physical realm. And that's what we call angels, which to me are just more highly evolved souls. And then from there, the next ascension would be, you know what, I'm going to connect back to the infinite and, and just be part of that infinite source. So then you just become one, mm-hmm. which is what we all are. So I, I think this journey is is never ending.
0: Wow. That's really interesting. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot to take in. <laughs> um, but I like it. Um, yeah. So I know we talked about doing a reading of some kind. I don't know if you want to do that or. Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. I'm open to um, it. So okay. I am all open to whatever you have to tell me. I'm very intrigued. So, uh, oh,
1: One of the things I do teach in all of my classes is that you have to be in co-creation. So when you are a light worker, a medium, a Reiki master, it's always to be in co-creation. It's to connect to that infinite source, that infinite supercomputer. So what I do in all of my sessions, and before I go live, is I do that. So I'm going to connect into that. I'm going to see what what spirit source wants to guide us into. You'll hear me do that, and then I will um, see what messages come through. So give me a second. Okay. Okay. All right, so I'm so grateful to be here with Karen as we step inside of her mind to pull out anything that needs to be uprooted, allowing her access to her own infinite abilities as she discovers more of who she is as a soulful being. Amen. So even as I close my eyes and connect to that information, I'm able to kind of like pull and cull information out about you. So let me see. Okay. If...
0: And being in person or on a phone or like on a podcast like this, because we're not sitting next to each other so that the you know listeners know, um, it's still as effective? <laughs> That's a really great question.
1: I always thought when I was first in this journey that you had to be in person with someone to get the best readings. But no, energy follows you everywhere because they're, we're all connected to that infinite supercomputer. So... Mm -hmm. We're just connecting to that. So it could be a text. It could be an email. It could be in person. The only thing I like to do in person is I really love to do like Reiki sessions where people are laying down so I can tap into all the energy of their physical body. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, no, you don't need to be that. I can tap into anything. So let me see if I can pull in your mom because I feel like I know you mentioned your mom is there. So give me a second and see if I can ask mom if she wants to come in. And you said mom's passed about a year now.
0: Yeah. Uh, a year
1: okay. ago, a year ago, last December. Um, I don't know why she's showing this to me, but was there like a nightgown that was like her kind of like her signature, like always wearing the same thing over and over again to bed where she just kept like, um, it kind of reminds me of like a house y type of thing.
0: There was one a long time ago. I do remember that from a long time ago, yes. Yeah, but in the more recent years no.
1: Okay, well, that's that house coat, and <laughs> I just keep seeing this darn house <laughs> that's coat.
0: That's funny. What color um, is it? Can you see color?
1: It's kind of like, it's like it's like a white, but it's got like a pattern to it. Yep.
0: okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, and she keeps showing me an image of like glasses, like somebody wearing glasses too, that they wore glasses. And for some reason, she keeps showing me the image of somebody that I know, so usually there's a message around that hmm. as well. Um, did she have dogs?
0: Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, did she have more than one? She had two dogs, yeah. Okay, and before that's what that you showing one. me.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, they're showing me an image of her dogs. And the reason that they showed me that person that I know is I know that they have two dogs.
0: Oh, I see. And so Funny. that's where they're mm-hmm. trying to like,
1: – this is like the pieces of the of the mediumship puzzle. We're trying to put it, all the pieces together to kind of discover um, who that – like what that person
0: is. Right, right. <coughs> um, she did love dogs. Sh- I mean, my dog, she yeah. loved to death. And my daughter's okay. dog, everybody – yeah, she dogs loved her.
1: <laughs> okay. So mom is also showing me – and again, I don't always understand the messages that I receive, but she keeps showing me like – um as if she's like 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 people swinging on a vine almost like a circus like swinging from place to place like circus ropes like trapeze artist um so there's something around that that she wants to speak into so let me ask her because if i don't know what it is i have to ask and see what they're trying to get across so give me a second
0: with her Mm -hmm.
1: okay tell me your mom's name too monica okay Okay, was, okay, do you do yoga?
0: I do, Mm mm-hmm.
1: Okay, have you ever tried, like, aerial yoga?
0: I have not tried it.
1: Okay, is there, was there a class that you did, um... I keep seeing like aerial yoga I keep seeing like pole dancing oh my god that is crazy
0: that you are saying this to me okay yeah yes because recently I've been looking into it (laughs) Okay. I have been uh one of the other um interviews we're hoping to do is with uh uh, Sheila Kelly who started the whole pole dancing thing so recently I was looking into that and aerial stuff so that's very funny (laughs)
1: Okay, so that's why, like, again, sometimes people are showing me stuff, and I'm like, I have no idea what this means, and then we have to put the pieces of the puzzle. So right. that's it. It's like, it's mom's way of letting you know that she's inside your mind by telling me what you're thinking.
0: Wow, <laughs> so okay. There's no
1: way that I would have known no, that you've been thinking no about way. aerial yoga or pole dancing. And no. that's why she was showing me, like, the, the trapeze and the this and the that. that it's just so crazy. So you know that she's in your head, yep. and she hears your thoughts, and she knows what you're going. So our loved ones are more connected to us now than they were before because they can think and feel with us. They know what we're what we're moving through. They know what we're thinking. Whereas before, because of our physical limitations, you may be hiding from them the way you felt right, if you're mad right. or angry at them. So this is their way of showcasing like, hey, I'm with you and I see what you see and I know what you know and I'm able to lead you and guide you from that place and that space. And then the other thing too is like... Um, like take that leap of faith, adventure. Mm-hmm. Like say yes, yes to things that scare the crap out of you because you're you're coming into um, a place in your life where the caterpillar is becoming the butterfly, and you're mm-hmm. sort of taking off your guardedness and allowing yourself to do new things. And I think that comes with age for you, like. The not giving a shit thing, like we all have I give a shit syndrome and now you're having the opposite of that where you're like, I don't care. Like, who cares if I can't do it? Who cares if I can't um, get up the, you know, twist through the things that they do and all that? Like, it doesn't matter. And I think that's allowing you to be more bold and, and be more brave. And I think your mom would probably say, I wish I had been as bold as brave as you are. And mm-hmm. had done some of the things that you're you're wanting and willing to do, but I didn't. And if I could go back and change some things, mm-hmm. and not that yeah. we have regrets when we're, in, we're not when we're not living anymore, but like if she could have done it again, she would have taken those leaps. She would have tried out for
0: the circus. <laughs> she would have <laughs> done a lot of done, things differently.
1: She would have done yeah. the
0: pole dancing. Oh, that's funny. yes. But
1: now, because Um, she's going to jump into her next lifetime, and uh, she's going to take the lessons of that with her, and she's going to make that leap of faith. So eventually down the line, when she decides to come back into a physical Mm -hmm. body and do this whole dance again, she's going to do exactly that. She's going to design a life for herself where she's truly doing things that scare the crap out of her because that's what's going to get her to her next level of ascension if we keep doing the same thing over and over again and we don't take those leaps of faith then we're always going to be living the same lives in in a different body so it's when we can say okay you know what that didn't work for me let me go bold and bright and and
0: so that's where i feel like your mom is going to get to next wow and when they do when people we love do that they still stay connected to us and still visit us in our minds and all that how are they able to kind of do all of that
1: yeah so even if they are a a soul who has crossed right Mm -hmm. and they're in the non-physical realm that which we call heaven they our soul is able to split itself so think of it like uh the cells of our body so every cell in our body comes from one cell
0: Right. And it, okay. then that
1: cell splits into trillions of cells within our body. So our soul is the same. Our soul can split itself into different bodies and different experiences. But at the same time, that soul always lives at source. So even if mom has adventured on, mom is still going to be with
0: you. In the the Wow. So yeah. interesting. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. That, I, yeah. The fact that you <coughs> even knew what had been in my head like that was crazy. Because I haven't t- <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, Cambry here in my office knows, maybe like one other person, and that is it. Nobody knows that. So that's funny. <laughs> so if I do, you know, find my pole dancing class, I'll let you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely let me know. Take that um, leap of
0: faith. Right, right. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Um, so if people want to connect with you, it sounds like they're, one of the best ways is on Instagram, right? Yes, it just me at, on Instagram at it, Laura Saltman. Okay, and Saltman, for my listeners, is spelled S-A-L-T-M-A-N, Correct. and they can also email you, right? Yes, yeah, so you can email me at info at Laura Perfect. and then they can go
1: to my website, which is laurasaltman.com, and you can see on the Work With Me page the classes
0: that I do, the sessions that I do, and all that. And how does, when you're doing like a group, I know you do some group and some one-on-one, in a group, and you're kind of helping them to, like you say, uh, bring out their infinite abilities how does that work in a group when everyone's kind of in a different place on their journey
1: well we do different practices and exercises and just think of it like a sport you know sometimes Mm, people mm -hmm. who take track are there they just have that natural ability and they run really fast and they can leap over the hurdles Mm -hmm. and then sometimes people have a little bit of fear and it takes them a little bit of while to to get comfortable with leaping the hurdles but, you know, we we hold space for everyone. And everyone in these groups is always on the same journey to back to themselves. So they're always, you know, kind about that. And then you get to a point where you become comfortable just sort of trying, you know, trying it for right. yourself. And, and then I do a lot of readings within the group, too. So I can kind of help people discover, like, what some of the blocks around that. You know, for instance, like, sometimes people have a block because of their religious background. Some people have a block because their parents sheltered them sometimes they have a block mm-hmm. because they're actually afraid of dead people like they had an experience of a ghost or something oh, wow. <clears throat> excuse me earlier in life and and they're afraid that like all the spirits are negative so we're able to work through some of the blocks that people are holding on to so
0: that they can mm-hmm. um, and they can you, discover that self do you feel that spirits some of them are negative or dangerous or not or how, how does that how do you feel about that uh,
1: so my personal belief, and this is just based on my work in the last 10 years and the books that I've written and what I've learned metaphysically, is that there are no such thing as ghosts, only stuck energy, meaning that energy can be stuck and not realize itself as an infinite self, so it may get stuck here. What I think happens when we see like ghosts is we pick up on the energy of that and then our fear can create it where it feels like they're disrupting. Oh, I see. for the most Mm -hmm. part, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get your attention. This actually happened to me. I was in a hotel one time and my nephew and my son were picking up on this weird energy and I was too. And so after they went to bed, I closed my eyes and I went into meditation and I was like, okay, whoever is here, who's ever stuck here... I just want you to know, and then I started telling them who they are and what they're doing here and what, what they need to do in order to cross to the other side and, um, and, you know, leave the physical world behind.
0: Right. And
1: when I tell you that instantaneously, that spirit, it was a woman, I could tell it was a woman, she crossed and that was it. She'd just been hanging about, not realizing wow. that when mm-hmm. we cross to the other side, it's only love and light and she'll see all her loved ones. I think she was afraid to leave because she didn't want to, um, she didn't want to leave like the people that she loved because she was watching over them, but she didn't realize that. So sometimes it's just not realizing that keeps them stuck. I wouldn't call that a ghost. Like that's just not a a spiritual term. That's a term that humans have used. I would more just say it's the energy of a soul who's
0: gotten stuck. I see. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I could see where that would happen. And there are times I'll walk into a space and it just – it doesn't feel right. I, 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 yeah. Again, I don't have the words yeah. for it. I don't have the, you know, infinite ability yet to figure that one out. But, yeah, yeah there will be times I'll walk in and I'm like, something just feels heavy and, and not Yeah, there.
1: so you yeah. pick up on the energy of the space. So you may be picking up on – and usually, th- like, th- it's not someone who's hanging about. That's, that's pretty rare, actually. Right, right. But what you'll pick up on is the energy that was lingering behind if something happened in the space – you might even pick up if there's like you know a couple that were arguing and they got divorced. You may pick up if somebody died in the space. It's just because we haven't cleared the energy of that. And then sometimes you'll pick up on the energy of a story and the story lingers, like the Queen Mary in Long Beach. Right. I really believe that. What people are picking up on is just the story that's been told, you know, year after year after year. I don't think there's Mm -hmm. any spirits hanging around there anymore. I just think that the story is there. So people then, in their own mind, believe that they're seeing spirits. And then that's what creates it. Because we create what we believe on this planet.
0: Yeah, that is true. Hmm, Interesting. Well, my goodness, this has been so enlightening for me. I can't even tell you. I'm definitely going to be, you know embarking on a little bit more of my own soul searching and developing my infinite abilities with you. I'm very excited to try that. Um, yeah. And then you were saying that you do, I think you said on Fridays, you do readings through your Instagram.
1: Yeah. So usually if I'm doing free readings, you'll find me on Instagram on a Friday or Insight Timer on a Thursday. So you can okay. always follow Insight Timer if if, you, if people what listening, don't know it. It's a meditation um, and mindfulness app. And there's like 24 million members of it. And there's live teachers on there. So they can do live workshops. They do live readings. It's a really like wonderful community and space. Wow. What's it called again? I teach on there. Insight Timer.
0: Insight Timer. Okay. Good to know. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I, I appreciate your time and what you have, you know, the journey you've been on is so enlightening for other people to hear. So I really, really appreciate that. And I think that we're you know, to, to live on that deeper level is so powerful to me. That's my goal in life right now. It feels like, you know, just the, the sort of surface level day to day is just not quite enough. Like I, I love the yeah. depth of understanding what is going on in the bigger you know, picture in the bigger universe, or like you say, the collective thought.
1: Yep. love it.
0: Just keep going and let those answers unfold for you when they will. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Laura. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay. Thanks, Karen. Okay. Bye-bye.